I'm here with Beta Academy Manish from Lending Group Auto up in Sacramento. We talk to each other a lot. We haven't actually been able to meet face to face. So it's, exactly. I was saying earlier, it's like a blind date. So I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> How did you find this picture? I was stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the good one, actually. I don't know where have I posted it, but I like it. I started music when I was six years old, and I raised my family that all used to play music like my dad, my grandpa, my uncle. So that's how I become a musician. And in 2012, I released my first music video here. After the third year that I uh, moved from Iran to US. I wrote the lyric and the music myself. You said you came here in 2009. Um, mm -hmm. You immigrated here. Did you immigrate here straight from Iran? Yes. And did you come straight to Sacramento? Straight to Sacramento because I have a lot, actually half of my family have been in Sacramento for about 40 years. This is not my favorite oh. place. It was not, but now it's becoming my favorite place. Now that I've been here for about 11 years now, I'm getting a little used to it. I'm from like Tehran, which is the capital of Iran, a big city, a lot of population, over 15 million people. I think even more now live there. So I'm from there. So being in Sacramento, just imagine 10, 11 years ago, which was just less population. I used to go to LA, Orange County, like once a month. And I was going to move down there, but because of other part of my family moved here in 2010, then I had to stay with my mom and sister. How did you get into the car business? Car business, actually, it was one of the businesses that I was never thinking to be part of it. So I decided to go with real estate at the beginning. I've been going to auctions with my cousin every, every week because I was a student for three, four years here. I got my master of business here through... Uh, University of Phoenix. So I've been thinking to just do something in business. The car business, actually, as I said, I've been in it, not officially in it, but my cousins and the friends related all together, been in the business for years before I get here. And I've been just hanging out with these guys every week. And one of my best friends, one of the dealer XT members, oh. actually, he was a car guy. And I used to hang out with him. I decided to just start from somewhere it was kind of fun and i borrowed some money from my uncle and i said let me get into this business slowly and that's how i be became a car guy you get your business degree you can be a car guy or you can be i don't know sell something else as long as your business mind is always there and working properly for you, I think it doesn't matter, as long as you're making money. So yes, Carfax, that everyone nowadays uh, asks for it, all our customers, and we are relying on that source too much, I believe. So yeah, let's go over that, Ali. Uh, 2018, I think it was in May 2018, I purchased a 2014 Honda Accord with only 40, 50,000 miles on it. I checked the Carfax, was Queen, one owner car, no accident, no damage reported, nothing. No announcement from auction. Oh, wow, what a good deal. I purchased the car in May. I sold it two or three months after, I think in June, July, to a customer. And a few months after, 
I think two or three months after, I got a call from this customer. Hey, this car is like from that damaged car. And with like high level of confidence, I told him, no, the Carfax is clean. You signed the Carfax. I have the purchase order or purchase invoice from the auction that I purchased it from. There's no announcement at all. He said, no, I took it to my mechanic. I said, oh, I'm sorry, man, but it's been already over three months you purchased the car. And I have no record of the car being frame damage or even being an accident. Oh, okay. So I had to buy that car back. But this is what it is. This is the story of the businesses. So, How do you think the car businesses are going to change? What does the future of the car business look like to you? So within the last few weeks, I've out of 15 customers, I've had over 10 prime customers. So prime customer means a customer with good credit. So just in one day, in my last Saturday, I think, I had two customers with 800 and above credit score. Wow. So they usually can go buy whatever they want with good income, over $8,000 income. So you not mostly see those type of customers in a used car lot, unless you have very super high-line high cars. But no, in my car lot, the maximum, the most expensive car that I have is $25,000, $6,000. And it starts from like 10000 the cheapest one. And my price range is about like fifteen, sixteen thousand. 16000 So nowadays I'm seeing more prime customers coming towards used car businesses. And when I talk to the uh, franchise or a new car dealer store, uh, they are not as busy as before. So that's what I think. Maybe because of the business is not stable that much. So people are trying to minimize at least their cost of living to see what happens in the future. And I'm not saying that it's going to be like that forever. Maybe for the next six months, one year, maximum two years. But eventually, used car business is going to be in a big change uh, because that's what I thought. Maybe the, the uh, electrical electrical vehicles that are coming to the market probably get get replaced with the used car. Maybe over next five six years. Are you seeing a lot of electric vehicles coming into the auction? No, no. Are you seeing a lot of customers that are interested in looking for electric vehicles? No, but when you read the news, the articles, you see that everything is changing towards the electrical uh, cycle, basically. So people are trying to not spend that much of what is it? Uh, not using gas anymore too much. So I get a lot of customers who are looking for hybrid cars. Hmm. So that is part of electrical, you know? Yeah. So hybrid, still not 100% fully electrical, but there are a lot of people out there. So that's the only thing, bad part of the user that I'm thinking, because if it goes that way, so a lot of options go out. Recently, as far as the uh pollution air pollution and those type of uh, regulations that they are passing nowadays 
maybe it forces the factories to do something hmm. and change their manufacturer to to something better than what is manufacturing right now. It's really interesting that you're looking at uh, the different types of cars and the way that customers are going to be looking for your changes yeah. in the cars themselves because that's a really important point. What I see in my streets, Fulton Avenue, we have more than 40 dealerships. Some of them are really old, old dealerships, but they're going out of business. We've been doing okay in our taxism that the COVID arrived mm. and again uh, made some changes to the business. So, so far that I'm talking to you in this street, four businesses are out, completely out. And I'm not talking about small ones. More than 70, 80, 100 cars in their lot, sitting in their lot. So they've, they've been good and big, selling minimum 35 to 40 cars a month, at least. So with this situation, we're going to see what happens. You've got to be very smart, very careful. And reading the news and keeping yourself informed, I think that's that's really important too. That's all, exactly, that's all it mm -hmm. is. Keep yourself updated. So you're, you're, you're a very busy guy. You have a, you're running a car dealership, you are a, musician you have a lot of different things going on if there was one thing that you could eliminate from things that you do every single day mm -hmm. what would that be so all the car guys know probably about funding ideal so let me tell you this before most of the uh, prime banks used to fund you in 24 maximum 48 hours for good credit people so now it takes sometimes over seven days. So for example, I'm talking about those two good 800 credit score customers that I sold them cars last week, Saturday, last Saturday. Today is what, Thursday. Mm -hmm. And I haven't gotten funded yet on those two because they have to verify the employment. And people in HR department are not there. So they have to wait for them to email them back. So yes, that is getting harder as far as funding so on the subprime customers so you always have that issue so it takes minimum seven days but sometimes sometimes one in ten out of ten deal you get them funded in one day but funding is the worst part of my job so you have to be on it and just imagine you have this stack of deals sitting here and you have hundred other jobs to be done, but you have to just keep calling your customers, keep calling your banks, ask for the updates on your deal. That's the part that I'm going to probably have someone else do it for me, maybe in the future. I don't trust anyone because if I do it myself, it takes seven days. If I just let someone else do it, it probably takes 10 days. <laughs> if there was some way we could make that automated, that would be great. It is almost automated a little bit because you have to just scan it. Mm -hmm. but still there's another person sitting behind the other computer to look at it so yeah they're not even changing the contracts to e-signatures yet to just make it a little bit automated i mean that's not a good situation you're sitting there your car is out there yeah the customer has the car mm -hmm. and you just have to wait and see what happens especially now with all the pay paycheck stuff fraud going on
Oh yeah. I see him a lot. Not a lot, but at least once a week. And one of them was super real that I even couldn't realize that I sent it to the bank. And again, it was after hours. The business website, everything was there. I didn't check the license, business license. But the bank did. And there was no business license or so. Mm. So then they turned it back. I mean, a lot of people are on unemployment. So banks do not finance them. So you cannot just release the car. Hey, they have 5,000 down payments because they're getting good money from unemployment. And you get excited, mm-hmm. release the car, and then later on you have to just go look for your $20,000 car that you let it go for 5K. Most of the sales salespersons or the finance guys, if you are not the owner of your business and let others handle your business, that's what happens. And I, mm-hmm. one of the dealerships that we were talking about had the same situation. Had his finance and one of the other uh, salespeople together just rolling, rolling, selling two, three cars a week, uh, a day. But how many of them are going to be funded? Now he got like 15, 20 cars just, I'm talking about just for last last two or three months. He got 20 cars out that are not funded and he cannot find them. Just oh, imagine what happens to that business. So if you let others handle your business, at least you got to be on top of them, see what's going on. Not just let them tell the car, oh, wow, we got $5,000, here you go. $50,000 down payment in my safe, go ahead. Your owner, take him to your account. What happens to the other 200000 which is on hold? Funding, as I mentioned earlier, so these guys are asking for every single thing. So it doesn't matter, prime or subprime nowadays, taking the same, basically time-wise, I'm talking about time like take taking the same time being uh, good credit or bad credit to get funded. So why? As I said, this credit union asking me when a job verification on a national guard uh, customer being employed for 12 years, 866 credit score. So why? He got mortgage, it's almost paid off. Next year his uh, property is paid off. He got minimum five more uh, car loans that have been paid off within the last few years. And the other bad part of it, we are losing some of those credit unions. So I got a phone call from one of our good credit unions that I used to work with them a lot. They call them all the independent dealerships. Okay, hey, what's up, credit union? Not much, but unfortunately, have you? we have to drop you off. Why? Have you ever had any issue with you? Have you ever had any title issue or whatever? Just tell us something about the previous history that we've had with you guys. No, you've been one of our greatest, greatest dealerships, but unfortunately, because of the situation, we have to drop off all our independent dealerships, but we're keeping our franchise dealerships. So what's wrong? Are you discriminating or you have some independent dealerships that are not providing their titles on time or are behind or something? Just drop them off. Not us. We've been giving the business and probably the franchise dealership. And I was not the only one that did basically drop us. Oh, I have two more that I got phone call from them as well. Maybe not even 10 days ago. And all of them are saying that this is temporary. Yes. In this temporary situation that we all are encountering, it's a bad business. We have to support we have to support the small businesses. You know, if they came out and said, 
you have done this in the past. You haven't done what you were supposed to do. You didn't, you broke your dealer agreement with us in the past. And because of those things, or maybe you didn't give us very many deals. So because yeah. of those reasons right now, we're going to stop doing business with you for a few months for whatever it is until we mm -hmm. figure this thing out. But to come out and say, just because you're an independent dealership, we're not going to do business with you anymore. Right. There's something really wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So I'd really like to ask any dealers that are out there, if you, if you have experienced this, please reach out to us because I really want to hear your stories about this. And I know other dealers will want to hear that too. ALG is your new law firm that I signed up with, which is really helpful because, as I said, whenever we feel of meeting you guys, we're always there. As quick as one takes your email, so I get my response, and I know that for sure I have some type of answer for the customer or whoever is trying to hurt me. But yes, the tablet, as I said, was one of the best decisions that I made because of because honestly I didn't know what it is and at the beginning I thought it's just one of the other advertisement people who are just come to your dealership to sell you something. But Ben or Ben who is now it became a good friend of mine. Every time that it comes to Sacramento we have to see each other and talk about life or business. Before you guys, honestly I didn't have a dependable lawyer that I was just that I can't always rely on. But now, right after we signed up on this tablet, DirectXD came in, and then you guys came as our lawyers. And right after that, the other law firm got involved, and I signed up with that. So I know that right now in the circle of circle of uh, law lawyers, circle of lawyers, that no one at least can uh, hurt me that easy anymore. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. One thing I was really curious about for you being in the business for a pretty long time and also being a you know young guy yourself what would you one piece of advice for the new generation of dealers so for your young guys to think that it is a simple and easy business as i thought because i used to work with my good friend and selling that much wow just imagine if you're selling, if you're making 5000 just imagine if you go and open up our dealership, we're gonna probably make fifty thousand a month. That was not true because we didn't have any overhead that time. We did not have any type of uh, liability, and our investment was only let's say fifteen thousand dollars. But if you open up any a, a dealership, you gotta be really careful that how much of your money is yours. You cannot use other people's money. Sometimes it's good to use others' investment or money, but in the right way. So you cannot have $50,000 and open up a dealership with the capacity of <clears throat> 50 cars. Right? You have to go rent a place that you can sell 10 cars, or you can fit 10 cars and sell 5 cars or 3 cars. So... Be really careful on that part. It's not only me. I have seen a lot of people, a lot of people, new generation, who just just jump into the business because they think, oh, yeah, there are credit lines over there. They approve everyone. Yeah, they will. And they are. They give you 50, 100,000, 150. 
for the psychic credit card. You just go spend them all. Mm. And after three, four months, you have to pay them back. If you won't pay them back, credit card just keep charging you. These guys can take your card out of your lots. And then if you get to that point, you're officially out of business. Just make sure spend as much as you have in your pocket. And if you want to use the credit card, or I mean, line of credit, which is the same exact as credit card, make sure to just pay it off on time. Don't let them take an advantage, advantage of you. You have to take an advantage of your credit card or your credit line. Do not pay them too much interest. Just use it for 30 days, for example. Like, as I said, I'm just comparing that with the credit card because the new generation, maybe they do not have any idea about the line of credit. They think that they can just get as much as they want and, oh, yeah, that's easy. Let's do it. No, that's not. You have to pay that off, pay back. And it's a lot of interest. That if you won't, then you have to use your principal, which is your original money, pay them just all interest to your lend not lender, to the credit line company. And after two years, your principal is gone. You're officially out of business. That's the most, most important advice that I have for the new generation. For somebody coming into the business, I've seen way too many people fall into that trap. So that's great yeah. advice, man. I did not have anyone to give me that advice till I experienced it myself. And of course, I lost a little bit of my money. But then when I just looked around at myself and I, I, I saw myself being in that situation and losing this principle, that was the worst thing that happened to me the first few years. And I've been just, just losing my money, my investments that I had just like because of paying too much interest to these guys. And I decided to just minimize my inventory, just use my money, make a little bit more, add on top of my investments and my capital. And if, if I'm using the credit line or line of credit or Florin, too many names for it, so at least be able to pay it off in 30 days. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to use that money if I don't have it. But I'm going to take an advantage of it. I'm going to add to my inventory. I'm going to sell some cards that I have on site, which is paid off. And then I'm going to pay off these ones within 30 days. So I'm not going to at least pay too much. I'm not going to be just into a big debt. Just be, be careful about that. And then I think you're good. If you're coming to this business, more than welcome. But be careful. You have always been somebody who was a big believer of dealers working together. I really, you know, that's something that always sticks with me when, when it comes to having conversations with you. Mm -hmm. Why do you why do you think that it's so important for dealers to to work together in some ways? If you're dealing with a legal issue, and no one hear me as an independent dealer here, as Carfax did not. But if I have some other dealers, same situation, to bring them into their team to be bigger, and their voice is going to be louder. And of course, someone hears you. And then your law firm, your lawyers can just spend a little bit of time for it because now they know that, okay, there is a case going on. It's not only one dealership. 
you have four same cases or similar cases going on. So yes, guys, let's do it. We can save these guys and inside and make some money. And of course, we are the first one who can just get into this case and be the first law group that can uh, hopefully solve the issue. Being together is always helpful. Something like this that you guys created recently, which is great. We can share our ideas together, hear each other, and find the similar cases. And you guys as lawyers can work on those cases. Okay, this Carfax case, or this lender problem that these guys have at Credit Union. So now it's even good for you guys because you can now basically organize the cases. We have three dealers who are facing with this issue. 10 dealers who are facing the lender issue. Okay, let's start from this, and then we can go for the next issue that the other three dealerships are dealing with. Another advantage of dealerships is that just making dealerships closer to each other, and at least for some uh, some cases, they can help each other, not always beat each other. Some some cases we can help each other as well for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just had a chance to look at my clock and I got so into this conversation I completely forgot. We're forty five minutes over. <laughs> yes, at least not seeing you for two years. We somehow talked about whatever that we haven't had before. So hopefully next time you come here, we're gonna we're gonna have really good times. And we gotta go get sure. some Persian food. I remember a very good place in Sacramento. Uh -huh. Famous come up. Famous, yes. One of the good we got, ones. We'll set that up for next time I come up to Sacramento. Veda John, thank you so much for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. I know you're very busy. And I appreciate you being on the on the line with us and giving us so much information, so much great advice coming from you. Uh, up in Sacramento, a younger dealer, a good guy. I always uh, enjoy talking to you, and, and now we've officially met. So I think we had a good first blind date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So hopefully the next meeting will be face-to-face. -face, of course. Six feet of this distance, yeah, for sure. Of course, um, six feet, of course. I'll wear my mask, too. <laughs>